Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, listeners, and thank you for joining us tonight. Be Free Ministries Live in C. It is so wonderful. I said that backwards. Be Free Ministries in C Live. <laughs> it is so wonderful. As always, to come into your home, to come into your car, your office, wherever you may be at this time, it is such a blessing for us to share the word of the Lord with you. And so I am excited, as always, about the word that the Lord has given me to share with you. Let me pray. I feel like I need to go ahead and pray right now. God, we thank you for this day that you have allowed us to see. God, we thank you for all that we have experienced today. God, we thank you for the ways that you have grown us today, for the ways that you have matured us today, for the ways that you have made for us to be kind to our neighbors, to show forth your love, to share the good news of Jesus Christ. God, we thank you for those opportunities that you afforded us today to do your will. God, we thank you for watching over us, God, for protecting us, for keeping us today, Father God, for helping us to be productive on our jobs today. I particularly thank you for that, God, for helping me to do some things, some knock some things off my to-do list for the first 10 days of school. And I thank you for the strategies and the wisdom that you've given me to do that and for the strategies and wisdom, wisdom that you've given to everyone under the sound of my voice. God, you are a good God, an awesome God, a great God, a mighty God. Hallelujah. And we honor you, God, for who you are, Father God, for what you're doing, Father God, for what you're speaking, God. We thank you, Father God. We bless you. And we humble ourselves before you right now, God. We quiet ourselves, Lord God, so that we can hear your voice, God, so that we will know what it is that you are saying to us in this moment, God. We thank you. Hallelujah. And, God, we ask that you will bless, Father God, the victims of the last hurricane, Harvey, I believe it was, that hit Texas. God, I pray that you bless, Father God, everyone that has been affected by Hurricane Harvey. God, bless every man, every woman, every child, Father God. Give them encouragement. God, send, you know, individuals to encourage them, to keep them lifted up, Father God. In the name of Jesus, God, thank you for every person who has contributed money, Father God, to help the victims. Thank you for every organization that has contributed resources to the people in Texas. God, thank you for every nonprofit that has contributed, for every person who has contributed their time to pass out resources, to set up spaces so that victims could have, you know, a clean, dry place to stay, Father God, during this time. Thank you for everyone who has contributed to the victims who are who have been affected by Hurricane Harvey. God, we thank you that you are in control, that you are God. I pray that you will bring even hope and peace during this time for those victims in the name of Jesus, even for those families who are not there, who are who are in other parts of the United States or even in other countries, God. Bless family members so that they won't be worried or fearful, Lord God. But help us all to have a prayerful spirit, Lord God, as you are moving, as you are working, as you are providing additional resources so that the individual can feel, you know, supported and undergirded during this time of tragedy in their lives. God, we thank you, Father God, for watching over them. 
We thank you for every person who is ministering to them, for every person who is helping them, for every person who is in every person and organization who is meeting their needs. God, we thank you for it. And we honor you for it, Lord God. In Jesus' name, amen. I actually had some family members, or some friends, excuse me, that have family members in Texas. And so we're all just very prayerful about um, the individuals who have been affected by this storm. The floodwaters were high. And so we want to make sure that we keep them encouraged through prayer. Amen. We want to make sure that we are giving of our money if we're able to donate money through various venues or through various organizations. Um, I encourage you to give. If the Lord is leading you to give, give, you know, to support the victims who have been affected by Hurricane Harvey. Amen. I know some companies like Facebook is matching donations. My phone company, T-Mobile, they are accepting donations on behalf of the victims of Hurricane Harvey. I know the American Red Cross, who are one of the forerunners when tragedy strikes in our country, they are accepting donations, not only financial donations, but um, blood donations as well. I know there was a gentleman in Raleigh. He's a real estate. He, He has something in real estate. I don't know if he's a real estate agent or he does something in real estate, but his his hometown is uh, in Texas. I can't remember which city in Texas, but he actually uh, solicited some help from his colleagues um, to donate supplies for the victims of Hurricane Harvey. So not only did his colleagues um, reply, but the colleagues shared the information with the community, and he was able to load up a truck full of supplies. They, they showed a picture on the news. It was like paper towels that I could see, you know, because it was, it was packed. But what I could see was paper towels. I saw diapers. I saw water, other items that I can't even remember right now. So I thank God for that community who came together and for that gentleman who actually led the community coming together. And he actually was driving the truck down to um, Texas himself to deliver those supplies. So whatever way we feel we can help them or whatever way the Lord is leading you to help, to support, I encourage you to do so. Amen. Amen. So let's get into our teaching on tonight. We are teaching tonight on spiritual DNA. Spiritual DNA. And so we all know we we all have DNA. <laughs> like we all have DNA. Every living organism on the face of the earth has DNA. So DNA stands for, let me get to my other notes. I have notes in like three separate places. Well, two separate places plus on my uh, studio for Blog Talk Radio. So DNA, let me get back to it, is the oxyrubonucleic acid. That's where the DNA comes from. And DNA contains information to make proteins which carry out all the functions and characteristics of living organisms. I forgot to highlight the website for that information, but I promise I will get it up on the Blog Talk Radio website so that you can do some research for yourself. But it contains the information uh, that makes up the proteins that carry all the functions and characteristics of every living organism. So that's us. And where do we get that function and that characteristic? From our family, from our parents, from our grandparents. Our DNA has been passed down through generation to generation to generation. That's where you have that nose like your daddy. 
that shape like your mama, the complexion of your grandma, maybe the molds from your granddaddy. It's all because of the makeup of our DNA, the makeup of those proteins, how they have joined together in order to produce the person that we are today, okay? And so that's our natural DNA. For those of us who who have confessed Jesus as our Lord and Savior, we have been redeemed. We have been transformed. We have been made new. And so we have a spiritual DNA from our Father God that makes up who we are. Now, spiritual DNA, it can be a variety of things, but I'm going to share the DNA that the Lord gave me to share with you on tonight. Amen. So the DNA that God gave me is D, decided, N, now, A, agility. Let's dive into the word. So decided. We know the song. We sing it. Israel did a remake, I consider, of I have decided to follow Jesus. 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 No turning back, no turning back. So we sing that song. I heard that song growing up. The cross before me, the world behind me. No turning back, no turning back. Don't know none go with me. Still I will follow. Though none go with me. Still, I will follow. No turning back. No turning back. So we know that we have decided to follow Jesus when we make the confession of salvation, when we have asked Jesus to come into our heart as our Lord and Savior, forgive us of our sins, cleanse us from all impurities and iniquities, and make us brand new. We have decided at that moment, in those moments, to follow Jesus. But there's some decisions that need to be made after we make that initial confession. So I wanted to share with you some things that I've decided to do. In my spiritual DNA, I have decided to be healed. Let me tell you what decided means. According to dictionary.com, decided means to determine or settle to solve or conclude by giving victory to one side. And this victory to one side is Jesus, not the devil, not the enemy, but I have decided to follow Jesus, to follow the winning side, to have victory in Jesus. Amen. I have decided to be on the winning side. I am determined that I'm going to follow Jesus, and I am settled in this decision, and I am settled in the decisions I have made since then in following Jesus. What are those decisions? What have I decided? Let me share with you what I've decided. I have decided to be healed. Amen. Hallelujah. Hebrews 53 and 5. I need to turn there because I forgot to put it on my sheet, but Hebrew 53 and 35, I mean not Hebrew, but Isaiah 53, excuse me, I was looking at Hebrew on my sheet, but Isaiah 53 and 5, it says in the King James Version, that he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him and with his stripes. We are 
killed with the stripes of Jesus. Hallelujah. We are healed. Also, Third John 2 says, Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prosper. I decided that I will be healed. I have had two supernatural healings in my life. You've heard me already share the testimony, so I'll be short and brief and sharing them again. When I was in college, we got in an accident. We were heading to Duke University to fellowship with their Baptist Student Union. We got in an accident. It was about four about. Four or five of us in the car. It was a couple of cars. In my car, it was, you know, well, in our car, it was four or five of us in there. We got hit from behind. And so after that accident, you know, they sent us to the emergency room. I was able to go to a chiropractor afterwards, you know, on the hitter's insurance. But I still had back pain as a result of that accident. Well, God told me after praying and believing for my healing, God healed me supernaturally from that back pain. Amen. I remember the time, the moment he healed me in the name of Jesus. And so I I expect to be healed. Like it is a promise of God. And I decided that I'm going to accept that promise. I'm going to receive that promise. I've decided that I'm going to walk out that promise in Jesus' name. Amen. Last year in June, I had some symptoms for breast cancer. Went and had some tests done. I was praying in the doctor's office, praying in the doctor's office. The doctor sent me to another location to get some tests done. I was praying there. I was praying at home, and I was like, I I rebuke cancer in the name of Jesus. Had all my tests done. It showed that I didn't have cancer. Amen. I believe, and I have not had a symptom since then. I believe God healed me supernaturally of cancer then. So you can't tell me that God is not a healer because I have decided within me that God is a healer. I have settled that I that God can heal me and that I am healed in Jesus' name. I am settled in that. I have concluded that that is my portion as a daughter of God. Hallelujah. So that's what I have decided for my spiritual DNA, for the D in my spiritual DNA, I have decided that I would be healed. I have also decided that I will treat people right. Matthew 22, I didn't write none of my, I didn't write any of my scriptures Now I wrote my scriptures down, but I didn't pull them so that I could read them quickly for you. So let me flip through the scripture. Matthew 22 and 39, it says, and the second commandment, we know the first commandment, the love of the Lord thy God with all thy heart, mind, and soul. The second commandment is like unto, unto it, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. I have to Decided that I'm going to love my neighbor as myself. As myself, I've decided that I'm going to treat people right. I'm going to treat people with respect. That I'm going to be kind to people. That I'm going to be nice to people. Yes, I have my moments when I have attitude. I am human, and I have to work on that day to day. But I have decided that I am going to treat people right because that's what the Bible says I should do. That's the second commandment after loving God with all our heart, mind, and soul is to treat our neighbors as we would treat ourselves. I don't know any of us who would mistreat ourselves. I treat myself pretty good, I do believe, and I would treat others that same way because I have decided I'm going to follow Jesus in this thing. I'm going to follow Jesus in loving others. I'm going to follow Jesus in, in being kind even to my enemies. Huh? I'm going to follow Jesus in that and treating 
others right. Amen. Amen. I've also decided to be obedient. Yes, I still have my moments of disobedience. Yes, I still have my moments where I want to do things my way and think my way is better than the Lord's. Ain't that crazy? But I do. I do pray for me. Think of my way is better for the better than the Lord. I do have those moments, but. For the majority of my life, for walking out my life, I have decided that I will be obedient to God. Y'all know when those times when we're disobedient, we get in our flesh, we get beside ourselves. I hear the old folks say about the young people, they start feeling themselves or smelling themselves, or they say they start smelling themselves. But I have decided that I will be obedient to what I hear the Lord speaking to me to do. Or to say, I will be obedient. So Isaiah 1 and 19 says, if ye be willing and obedient, ye shall eat the good of the land. I have decided to obey God, even if I don't like it, even if it doesn't feel good, even if it's outside of what I thought the plan was, even if it's contrary to what I want to do or what I want to say, I have decided that I will be obedient. I've also decided that I will live a holy life acceptable unto God. Hebrews 12 and 14, peace with all men and holiness without which no man shall see the Lord. First Peter 1 and 16 also says, because it is written, be ye holy, for I am holy. So I have decided that I will live my life in holiness. That means I will not commit sin unnecessary. I mean, I know, let me backtrack, let me clarify. We do commit sin on a daily basis. Sometimes, you know, we say something to someone, maybe we didn't intend to hurt their feelings, and, and we did. Or sometimes, we, like I said before, we get we have, might have an attitude, and we might snap at somebody, and we'll have to repent and ask the Lord to forgive us, and sometimes to ask that person to forgive us. But I have decided that I will try my very best not to commit sin. I will try my very best not to commit iniquity. I will try my very best to live in holiness, to keep my temple clean, clean from from unnecessary things like drugs and alcohol and and um and uh, uh, nicotine. Keeping my temple clean. I have decided to be holy in my thought life. I've decided to be holy in the words that come out of my mouth. I've decided to be holy in my heart. I've decided to be holy in my walk in the Lord. That means, and for me, this may not be it for you, but for me, that means dressing a certain way, being respectful in the way that I dress. That means not committing fornication or adultery. That means not uh, being gluttonous. all of that me is for me. That's for Stephanie. That's for me. Holiness without which no man shall see the Lord. So I will be holy even as God is holy. So I've decided to live my life, to live a holy life, to live my life in holiness. Last thing I've decided to do, and there's some other things, but, you know, in the respect of time, I had only pick a few. So I've also decided to pay my tithes and offering. So I, I feel like the Lord wanted me to share this with you because I've heard people say that you don't have to pay tithes and offering because tithes 
tithes and offering is an Old Testament commandment because it's in Malachi 3. Malachi is the last book of the Old Testament. Tithes and offering, you don't have to do that anymore because that's Old Testament. We're under the New Covenant. We're under the New Testament. We're under the New Law. God is still requiring for us to pay our tithes and offerings to bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse that there may be meat in my house, Malachi 3 and 10, and prove me now herewith, saith the Lord of hosts, if I will not open the, you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that there shall not be room enough to receive it. Verse 11, and I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes, and he shall not destroy the fruit of your ground, neither shall your vine cast her fruit before the time in the field, saith the Lord of hosts. God will keep watch over your finance. That's basically what I said. God will keep watch over your finances. When you pay your 10% of, of your salary to the Lord, God will watch over your finances. He will keep the enemy from stealing your finances. He will keep um, give you wisdom and strategies in planning a budget, in spending wisely, and in, in, in investing, if that's what you you know decide to do with your finances. God will give you strategies. He will give you insight. He will give you wisdom to keep an eye on your own finances, but God will watch over your finances too. He will rebuke the devourer for your sake. He will make sure that that 10% that you gave to him will accomplish much on your behalf. So tithe is your 10%. Offering is anything you give above and beyond your 10%. That can look very differently for all of us. Give whatever offering the Lord is leading you to give, that's what you give. Amen. Amen. So I have decided that every paycheck I receive, I'm going to give my tithe and my offering to my local church. That's a non-negotiable. I've known married couples to have disagreements, you know, one one uh, one of them want to pay tax and the other one's like we can't afford it. Well, for me, for Stephanie, for Minister Humphrey, I can I, I can ask I not to pay my tax and offer. Like I can't afford it. I have to pay my tax and offer. Like it's a requirement. And I love it. Like, I love giving tithes and offerings to the Lord because God really, I mean, let me tell you, God has blessed me time and time again, and he, he watches over my finances. I'm going to just say that. He, I'm a believer and a witness that tithing and paying your offering, it works. It works, it works, it works. Okay, let me move on because my time is leaving me. So for my D and my spiritual DNA is decided. I have decided to be healed. I've decided to treat people right. I've decided to be obedient. I've decided to live a holy life. I've decided to pay my tithes and offer. There's, again, other things I've decided to do, but I'm not able to share because of time. So if you need to know, hit hit me up on, on Facebook or my email, and I'll be able to share some other things with you. Amen. Amen. So the N in our spiritual DNA is now. I love that God gave me now. So dictionary.com defines now as at the present time, with at the present time or moment, without delay, immediately. Oh, let me tell you what the Lord me about this. So, so God is a talking God. Like God talks all the time. God is always speaking to us. He's always giving us wisdom and insight. He's always guiding us. He's always leading us. He is talking. We just have to have ears to hear what God 
excuse me, it's speaking to us because he's a talking guy. He's talking to me on my way to work, on my way from work, while I'm sitting here, you know, in my room, while I'm in the living room, while I'm in the grocery store. Like, God is forever talking to me. He's talking to me about what to buy, how much to spend, what to do, what not to do, where to go. He is a talking God. Talking like right now, like he is talking immediately. He's talking in present time. He's always speaking in that still small voice. Sometimes he's speaking in a loud voice. Whereas I've heard the Lord yell at me once, uh, not one time, but <laughs> times before, to keep me from danger. Like don't go that way or don't do that to keep me from danger. And it's not. I have heard God's voice audibly. But normally God is speaking to me within my spirit. I know that it is the voice of the Lord speaking to me. So he's talking, again, in that still small voice. Sometimes he's talking loud and boisterous. And when God is speaking, it's a now word. It's a word. It's a present day word. It's a present truth word. For it is meant, that present truth, that right now word, that present word is meant to bring hope, to bring joy, to bring peace, to bring healing, to bring redemption to us right now, to bring guidance, to bring direction, to bring warning to us right now. So whenever God is speaking to us, we need to be listening. We need to be attentive to the voice of the Lord so that we won't miss what God is saying, so that we won't miss that blessing that God is bestowing upon us, so that we won't miss the opportunity to bless other people. We need to make sure that our ears are ever attentive to the voice of God. And sometimes when God speaks, like God is speaking right now all the time, right? Sometimes when God is speaking, he is ex- an immediate response. Mm-hmm. He is expecting an immediate now response. Let me give you an example. Sometimes God brings people to our mind or to our heart. He'll drop a name. It could be a family member. It could be a coworker. It could be a name of a person that you don't even know. I remember some years ago, God, me, God gave me this name of a person I had no clue who this person was, but God said, pray for this person. So every time God brought brought that person to my mind, he gave me the first and last name. I prayed for them. Every single time I prayed for them. I, and this went on for several months. And I finally found out who this person was. This person was a pastor. I don't even know what church he pastored, but he was a pastor somewhere. But God had me praying, you know, interceding for this pastor. And so when God drops a, a, a name in our spirit again, you know or don't know, Pray for them right then. Maybe God wants you to intercede for them right then. God may want you to contact them right then. He may want you to send a text message to them or send an email to them or call them. God is sometimes wanting a now response for the now word he has given us. We never know what that person is in need of. So if God says, pray for Stephanie Humphrey, pray right then for me because I I might be on the brink of some danger or disastrous situation. I need your prayers to rain me on in. So if you hear my name, Pray for me right then. If you hear another, pray for that person right then. If you hear the name of a country, pray for that country right then because God is wanting to do something for that individual, for that group of people, for that nation right then, right at the moment that he drops that name or that country in your spirit. He wants you to move now so that he can move now. Amen? Amen. So sometimes the response that God wants from our that now word he is speaking, he wants that response to be immediately. Sometimes, though, God's response may be a little bit later. Maybe something God is speaking to you now is for a future vision 
or a future uh, dream or future business or a future ministry or a future job that God is going to move you into. So when God is speaking about that, write it down. Write it down so that you can refer to it later. Because when God is speaking now, he wants us to receive now. He wants us to receive now. So that receiving may be moving and doing, or that receiving may be to write it down. So write it down. If you don't have tablet with you, get your, there's a speaker, there's a, uh, most cell phones have voice recorders, voice record it so that you can have it for a future, for future reference. So make sure that you record it, either writing it down or record it on your voice recorder so that you will know what God is speaking. Because sometimes when God is speaking a future ministry or a future job, future promotion, future um, destiny, he, there's some strategies. Like say, say, for example, God, so let me give you an example, a real-life example. God has given me another ministry to operate in. And I thank God for it. Like, God gave me the dream. He gave me a powerful dream. He gave me the name for the ministry. So right now I'm writing down the uh, strategies that God has given me to go forth in this ministry. I'm collecting data. I'm getting information so that I can launch out into this ministry when God says, God gave me 2018. So January 2018 is the date that God has given me to release the ministry. I'm not going to share much more than that, you know, but when it's time, I will release it. Um, But God is, and he's, like I said, he's given me strategies. He's given me guidelines. He's given me organizations to connect with, people to connect with. So sometimes when God is speaking right now, it's for you just to write it down. Make Write the vision and make it plain. Write down what God is speaking because God will eventually release that now word. Amen. Amen. So my time is reeling in. So I want to share the A with you. So the A that God gave me is agility. I thought it was odd that God gave me A for agility, for our spiritual DNA, but I like where he took me. And he took me to Luke 22. So agility, according to dictionary.com, is the power of moving quickly, easily. Okay? So he gave me Luke 22. This is when Jesus, of, of, of all stories the Lord gave me, Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane. So uh, Luke 22, 39 through 45, read that as you're at your leisure. My time is leaving me, so I want to give, just give you an overview. So Jesus is in the Garden of Gethsemane with, with his disciples, three of his disciples. He is feeling the weight of sin right now. Like the, the weight of sin is upon him. He is feeling it. He, uh, the Bible says that his sweat is like drops of blood because it's just the weight of our sin is so heavy upon Jesus. And he is praying for himself. He's asking a disciples to pray who's sleeping. And so God is 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 moving. Even though Jesus is still in our sin, God is still moving. God is still moving quickly on Jesus' behalf during this time. God has already made preparation for Jesus to receive the victory, even in experiencing our sin upon himself. God is already moving to make sure Jesus receives victory so that we in turn can receive victory. So not only is Jesus moving now in the or or is Jesus yeah, moving quickly and moving now in the respect of being agile as he's going to the cross, but God is moving as well on Jesus' behalf, undergirding him as he is experiencing this sin and this weight of the world on his shoulders and within him, you know. And so Jesus is moving now, moving towards a Calvary so that we can be saved, and God is moving on his behalf to protect him while he is feeling our sin and shame upon him. And so God is 
saying that we need to be agile in the spirit. We need to be ready to move quickly when the Lord speaks to us. We need to be ready to intercede when God says intercede. We need to be ready to speak that prophetic word when God is saying speak. We need to be ready to move quickly and lay hands on the sick so that they can recover. We need to be able to be obedient to God, moving quickly, doing the work of the ministry, loving on people, praying for people, laying hands on people so that God's work can be accomplished in this earth. So our spiritual DNA gives us the agility, the ability to move quickly when God is moved. We got to move with the glory cloud, huh? Even the, the people of, uh, of Israel, the Jews, they move, when the glory cloud moved, they moved. When the glory cloud was still, they were still. We've got to move with God. We've got to be agile. We've got to be ready to move quickly. It is a power of moving quickly. So we've got to be ready to move quickly when God is speaking. Amen? Amen. That could be a physical move or it could just, in in the spirit, be a spiritual move. But whatever the move God is speaking, we've got to be ready to do it. We've got to be ready to go. We've got to be ready to move. Amen? Amen. So that is all the time I have tonight to share with you. Spiritual DNA was our topic, D, decided in, now, and A, agility. I appreciate you joining me on tonight during this teaching. I don't know what God will have me to teach next week, but we will listen to the Spirit of the Lord and go forth in that. Amen. Amen. So God is leading me, still listening to the Lord and still receiving guidance from the Lord, but God is leading us to use a different platform to share our weekly talk show, okay? So, again, I will keep you posted as God is giving me information and as God is leading and guiding, I will give you information. I'm thinking it may start in October. I'll let you know as soon as the Lord gives me a definite time and a definite place for us to transition our blog talk ready. It'll still be on Thursdays at 6. On the fourth Thursdays, it'll be at uh, five because of me getting ready for school board meetings. The time and date won't change, but the platform could be changing as soon as October. Again, I will keep you posted. Amen. Amen. Listen, I want to invite you to our Fellowship Pocketbook Exchange. It is October 7th at 10 a.m. at the Museum of Natural Sciences in Raleigh, North Carolina. Visit our website at www.bfreeministriesnc.weebly.com for more information, or you can visit our Facebook page at facebook.com slash bfreeministriesnc to gain more information. Amen. We would love to have you in Raleigh. We are going to the exhibit entitled Race, Are We So Different? I have heard so many phenomenal things about this uh, exhibit, and I'm so excited to be able to share it with my family and with my friends and all the Be Free Ministries family. So join us in Raleigh at 10 a.m. at the North Carolina Museum of Natural Sciences. Make sure that you register, though. The exhibit is free, but everyone does need a ticket. Again, you can find out more information on the website, and you can register so that I can go ahead and reserve a ticket for you, okay? So again, that's Be Free Ministries nc.weebly.com. Amen. Amen. I want to pray really quickly for this Hurricane Irma that's coming through. God, we thank you 
that you are in control of all things, God, and we know natural disasters happen. So, God, I pray that you will be with the people of the Turks and Caicos where the storm is, is hitting around about now, God. Be with them, God. Cover them. Protect them in the name of Jesus, God. Help all of us who are, who are in the, the path of the storm. Help us to get ready, God. Help us to be prepared. Help us to get the supplies we need. Help us to secure our homes, Father God, and our belongings, Father God, and help us to be safe in the name of Jesus, God. I thank you that you will protect my family, my friends, my sisters and brothers in the Lord during this time, God. God, help us to to be not in confusion and not in fear or anxiety or worry, but help us to trust you and be at peace. In Jesus' name, let this word tonight sink within our spirit, Father God, and let it produce a great harvest. In Jesus' name, amen. Again, thank you for joining us tonight. We will be right back here Thursday at 6 p.m. on next Thursday. Look, if nobody has told you that they love you today, I love you. We at Be Free Ministries, we love you. This is Be Free Ministries signing off.